This is the CCOH podcast brought to you by Community Church of Hudson, located in Hudson, Iowa. Join us in our conversations with any questions or thoughts by submitting them to podcast at ccohonline.org. For more information about Community Church of Hudson, please visit our website at www.ccohonline.org. Welcome back, everyone, to the Community Church of Hudson podcast. We are so glad that you were able to join us this week. Uh, I want to just do a little house cleaning up front and apologize for not recording last week. Uh, Things around here were a bit crazy, and so I just was unable to get one done. Um, And uh, we're going to look at doing a different format, different timing, different uh, things. So subscribe. Uh, to our podcast. That way, when they do come out, you get notifications and you don't have to go hunting for them. But I will jump right in and not waste any time. So this week, yesterday, we wrapped up our series here at Community Church of The Kitchen Table. Now, this is an important series in the life of our church as we have just kind of given direction to where we're going, the leadership of the church, where God feels like we're going. And and hopefully you've enjoyed that, but I think all secondarily and, and equally as important is the realization that everything that we are saying we are about, if you read through scriptures, also is everything that a follower of Christ is supposed to be about. So what I don't want you to read and, and, and read into this or, or hear as you listen to this, and maybe you're not a part of CCOH's, well, this podcast just doesn't have anything to do with me. The truth of the matter is it's a good reminder for all of us. And so just to catch you up, if you're jumping in midstream here, uh, the kitchen table title comes from the idea that we just were having a family conversation around the kitchen table. And, and I'll give you a quick update on what each week was about. So our first week, we laid out what we feel God has designed our church to be about, the mission that God has put us on. And that is simply that we exist to help people know Jesus more fully. And we put in there the idea of we, because it's not only a collective we of the people that make up Community Church of Hudson, but it is an individual we, you and I, our mission as followers of Christ is to help people know him more fully. And so then week two, we went, jumped in and we started talking about our values and we spent two weeks on these. And week one, we talked about the value that we value relationships connecting with each other and with God. And we put this one here on the top of the list, not because we don't think the word of God is important, which I'll get to in a moment, but because we know that people matter to Christ, that people are the reason Jesus came to earth and lived the life that he lived and died the death that he died and laid down his life for you and I. And so as we understand the value of people, we can understand that people are important to Jesus and we want to connect them to Jesus as we connect to them. So that's why we started off with that one in week three of the series. So last week, I would encourage you to jump online, ccohonline.org slash sermons, and you can follow the archive link and catch up with our series through the sermons. But last week, we talked about the other two values that we have come up with, and those are we value the word of God. We value daily time in his scriptures, prayer, and study. And it's important that it's daily. And then we, the last one we talked about was we talked about value. We value serving, listening well, uh, loving well, and serving other people well. 
And I want to take, take a second and talk about, again, the daily part of, the, of all of these, really, but especially the Word of God. Because it was the daily living life together, doing life together, studying together, knowing each other. If you read through the book of Acts, where the church was being established, you will read consistently. Daily they were together. Daily they were doing this. Daily they were doing this. Then you begin to see just a little statement. And daily thousands were added to them. Or daily that people were added to their number. So what this is saying to us is as we live our lives daily, God is able to move in us and through us to affect the lives of other people. And that's just an amazing thought, an amazing reality that you and I have the privilege of being a part of God's mission because there is no plan B. He didn't mistakenly choose to use humanity. He chose to use us in his role. And so as we wrap this series up, last yesterday, what we did is we looked through the text of 2 Timothy 1, 1 through 7. And I'm going to read the whole thing and then we'll talk about it. And it says this in verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, I thank God whom I serve, as, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be that I may be filled with joy. Verse five, I remind, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift from God in you that the, by the laying on of hands. God gave us the spirit, a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. This is an incredible scripture as you look through this and as we understand some of the statements of it. And, and it's important for us and it fits in the wrapping up of this series on multiple levels. But in verse, in verse one, where Paul says, Christ Jesus by the will of God, Paul is stating where his authority comes from, that he is the apostle, that he is who he is, that he has done the things that he has done through the authority that's placed in his life through Christ Jesus. Now, it's interesting because Paul could have said, Paul, the one who started churches or the one who's traveled our known world or the one who, is, who will come to be known as written most of the New Testament, he could have used any of those accolades and been, been right in doing so and not been necessary, necessarily bragging, but just telling what he's done. But what he knows is none of those things happen through, without God working in his life. So he declares the authority coming through God. So it's a good reminder for us that our authority comes from God. When we step out and we feel like God's telling us to do something and we step out in faith and we begin to do that or we begin to speak against the lies in culture, we're not doing that out of our wisdom. We're not doing that out of our lack of wisdom even. We are doing that because we know whose authority we're walking in and the authority is in Christ. Scripture tells us elsewhere that new creations, that we are new creations, that all things, all things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. It means every part of us is new. Every part of us is no longer what we thought it to be. Rather, it is what God has declared it to be and, and, and has made it to be. Then in verse 5, we see, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you. This is a beautiful picture of generations pouring into generations. 
This is a beautiful picture of the older pouring into the younger. And I challenged us yesterday, I challenge you again to go listen to the sermon, but I challenged us yesterday to remember that if you are older, you are not done yet, that you have lessons learned, that you have experiences, that God has shown up in your world differently than he has shown up in the worlds of other people. And we need you to pour into the lives of those who are coming behind. And I used the example of worship music yesterday, but it's important to re re renew the example. And the idea of worship music is it's so personal and so deeply embedded in us. And there's a reason for that. When we were growing up, whenever you were growing up, the music that was coming out of the church was speaking to the challenges the world was facing. If you look through the hymns and they're the holiness of God and they're a callback and they're a reminder of the deep, holy things of God, which should be remembered even today. But then in my generation, Generation X, you know, just a couple, you know, I graduated high school more than 20 years ago. I'm not a fan of talking about that, but it's true. I'm the fatherless generation. I'm the generation that was growing up without fathers in the home. And so our music a lot of the music coming out of the church was speaking on that reality that we needed to know God as Father and the intimate love and the deep love that he has for us. Well, today, if you listen to the music coming out of the church world today, being written today, it is about the identity that we have in Christ. We played a song yesterday by Zach Williams called uh, No Longer a Slave, and it declares, I am no longer a slave to fear because I am a child of God. So it's important to understand that every generation has the new challenge facing it, has a different challenge facing it. And so it's not that some music isn't representative of all of these things or that all generations don't have some of these things, but it's important to understand that each generation needs the other generation. And so Paul is writing to Timothy and calling those things he had learned out, pointing those things out from him. But then he goes on to talk about, he says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. See, it's interesting that we all have gifts. God has given us all gifts, all talents, all abilities. That is, they're different. They may not all be the same. They may not be exercised the same, but all of us have them. Now, most of us can't make ourselves into something we are gifted to be. That's not the point. But the point is that we can allow our gifts to atrophy and become lazy with them. And that's Paul's argument to Timothy is do not let your gifts go dim. Do not let your, your gifts that God has given you fall into atrophy and weaken, but rather fan them, use them, move them, continue to stir them up and use what God has given you. And then he says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear. And this is so big because I think our culture is pressing in on the church and, and the followers of Christ are living in fear. But Paul's declaration of Timothy is that you and I have not been given a spirit of fear. And here's what that means. In the original word, the original language, that word for fear indicates cowardice. It indicates the idea of cowering and, and being afraid. But what it's important to understand is that fear is, is not the sin. Allowing fear to overcome us is the sin. God re re repeatedly reminded his elders, fear not for I am God. There's a declarative statement there. There is a, there is a declaration, a command to not fear because God is ultimately in control. But here's what's interesting. A coward is one who lacks the courage to act against his fears. So courage isn't the absence of fear. 
It's the ability to act in spite of the fear. And so I want to challenge us today. What is God calling you to? What is God asking of you? What has God put in your heart that is a dream that in yourself, you're like, man, that is scary. That is big. That is audacious. I can't accomplish that. Well, the courage isn't because you aren't afraid. The courage is the ability to step and to move in spite of that fear. But then he says, but we have been given a power of, of a spirit of power and of love and of self-control. It's the same spirit inspires self-control to overcome whatever must be surmounted in order to join the fight. It's that self-control to not do what we know we shouldn't do. It's that self-control to do what we should do. It's the self-control to overcome the fear, to join the fight. And so as we wrap this up, I want to, I want to send out a kind of the same challenge I gave our people yesterday. Are you in? Are you all in? See, if the God of the universe, the creator God has, has redeemed you and sanctified you and rescued you, then there is really no choice but to join his mission and to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. I love, it's interesting to think about that when you look through the Old Testament where sacrifices were far more prevalent in the writings, the, the, the sacrifice, the item that was being sacrificed did not have a choice. That's why God calls us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. Our lives are no longer our own, but they are his. And we are to surrender them to him. And it's not a domineering thing. I think that's one of the challenges we have to overcome. It's not this, this idea of being domineered or uh, controlled. It is this idea of invitation. The invitation to lay down our lives so that God might be able to use it to its fullest. That's such a beautiful thought that our lives are able to be used by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But he's not going to force us. So it's the idea of laying down that life so that God can, in his sovereign wisdom, direct our steps and move us and use us. So the ultimate question to be had and the ultimate question to be answered for each and every one of us today is, am I all in? Am I all in on this God thing or am I holding back? And my friend, that is a question for only you to answer. And I, my prayer for you is that you can answer it and you can declare that I am all in and that you can boldly claim, state to God that I am willing to be used in any way that you see fit. We love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in, listening in, share this uh, podcast, tell your friends about it, rate us, give us a subscribe. God bless you. And we will see you next week when we start a new series called Mastermind, Changing the Way We Think. This has been the CCOH Podcast, brought to you by Community Church of Hudson, located in Hudson, Iowa. You can subscribe to our podcast at www.ccohonline.org podcast for the latest episodes and conversations we have about sermon messages and topics in our world today. If there are any questions that were not mentioned in this recording, please contact us by email at podcast at ccohonline.org. Join us next week as we continue our conversations.